Hello and welcome to First Issue Club, your weekly comic book podcast that's talking about first issues. It's all intuitive and in there in the name. I love when a name just explains it all right up front. Me too. There's nothing to hide. We're not trying to be a shadowy podcast group that is hiding its nefarious plans behind a fun name. You know who we are. You know what we're about. I'm not saying that podcast reptilians aren't real. Oh, they're totally real. How else can you explain Joe Rogan? But we're not them. Do you think Joe Rogan believes in lizard people? I do. Really? Has that been discussed yet on his myriad of episodes? I don't listen to it, but knowing the people that I know who listen to Joe Rogan, it seems like they've at least entertained the idea. (laughs) That's part of episode one stuff. Joe Rogan is one of those signifiers of like, okay, this person might be crazy. Like, yeah, it's still middle of the road enough where like normal people listen to it just because mm-hmm. it's, I feel like it's an entry point podcast. Right. If it matches another of other signifiers. <laughs> right. It's like one of the keys that this person is nuts. I think maybe not nuts, but definitely you give more weight to conspiracy theories yes. than you should. Yeah. Like you probably watched like Loose Change and were like, oh, shit. <laughs> this uh, shit's true. Yeah. Where is that gold? I don't know if I've talked about this in the podcast, but I used to do fireworks for the local MLB team mm-hmm. in Kansas City. They're called the Royals. Maybe you've heard of them. We won a World Series or two. There was a guy that used to work with me who was a fireman. And, cool. And he would just hang out near the, you know, outfield. Mm-hmm. I had a hard time finding the word outfield. <laughs> and you worked for <laughs> a baseball cause team. Because I'm obviously more of like a uh, comic book and pyrotechnics fan than I am a sports fan. <laughs> I was there for the big booms. <laughs> exactly right. Um, but when, when we were doing stuff out in the outfield, he would hang by me just to make sure that everything was kosher. Really, he was there for a free game, right? Why wouldn't we, you? We, like, nev- That's why you were there. We never really like need him for anything. Sure. It was like, just an insurance thing. So, But he used to spout conspiracy theories at me all day long and he would tell me every game that i had with him that i needed to put a filter on my shower to filter my shower water because women were peeing um birth control into the water system and then we were taking showers what in birth control water and that was making uh men I can't remember if he thought it was like feminizing all of us or what. <laughs> that's a that's a real person you described. Yeah. Like that goes to the grocery store. Oh yeah. And like clothes themselves, like buys clothes and wears them. Like that doesn't sound like a person that can do any of those. Now in 2015, this was all during the Royals like World Series run sure. that I was working like the six most. long like, years ago. That's what around when I quit was like after the World Series run. There was a lot of fireworks. I'd put yeah. my time in. I was ready to retire. You were tired of the bustling world of pyrotechnics. <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, but at the time, like, conspiracy theory people were just kind of like a cute, harmless thing in my head. Just sure. like, that guy's like a fun wackadoo. Yeah. And now it's like dangerous. You know sure. what I mean? Now I think like, oh man, like this guy should be on a list somewhere. Right. Well, in, in and he all, probably thinks he already is. Yeah, so. he, oh, I'm sure he thinks he's on many lists. He's uh, being watched yeah. through his uh, shower head, probably. Right. That's why you need to put a filter on there. <laughs> I mean, and I think that all boils down to, to QAnon. Because if you if you find someone that's like into conspiracies now, yeah. you're just like, oh, 
you're a psycho, and yeah. you believe like the government is after you, and we need to burn it all down, yeah, and all that stuff. Back then, like you said, 2015, just harmless fun, right? Just getting some tea with Sasquatch, totally. <laughs> like that's as much as it oh, went. Remember when Bigfoot was as crazy as conspiracies got? Aliens live among us. No, the- Even like I would take lizard people again. <laughs> Like that was the common. Remember, remember when the the scariest thing we had to deal with was clowns just oh popping God. up in public. I forgot about clowns showing, like real life people dressing up as clowns and going to like playgrounds and shit. That's right. fucked up. I thought, okay, this is it. We've reached the peak. That can't yeah. get any stupider now. Mm-hmm. Nope. This conversation, all in tribute to Moon Knight, which we're going to be discussing later on the on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> The raving lunatic Moon Knight. I'm, I've always been kind of intrigued by this character, mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of weird starts and different takes on him, but one consistent theme is that he's got a kind of dissociative identity disorder, and people take him from cartoony levels of uh, psychopathic mm-hmm. to a more respectful take on someone with dissociative identity disorder. Yeah. So... Um, I'm looking forward to to that. Mm-hmm. Dark Blood is also a book we're going to be covering, and then M O M Mother of Madness from is that on Image? I think it's on Image. Yeah, Amelia Clark wrote that book. We're going to get into it. The Mother of Dragons wrote Mom. Do we have any news before we get into comics themselves? Nothing too crazy. I know that it recently came out that um, head of Disney Plus Studios said that Hawkeye and Miss Marvel will be premiering in 2021. So if you guys wow. are excited to see that, that's cool. Yeah, I we didn't have know like that. we have five or six live action things from Marvel still to come out this year and in. in uh, of our lore 2021. That's bonkers. Yeah. So, I mean, it probably won't be the whole series. It'll probably be like December. They'll drop a couple episodes, but mm-hmm. still pretty cool. I mean, Marvel and Disney have not slowed down since they've been acquired. Yeah. So, if you're excited about that stuff, I'm sure you guys are really super hyped mm-hmm. to hear that news. Um, there's been some interesting castings with She-Hulk and Black Panther that people are talking about. Just... People that no specified role in the movie, just actors and actresses. Yeah. Um, no real comic book news that's really bubbling. Now that Loki is complete, was there anything that you thought was going to happen in that series that did not? Was there like anything any that revealers ha- or context no, you thought you were going to get? I, I, I fooled myself, and I think I did a disservice to myself with WandaVision and. Winter Soldier and Falcon by looking too hard for stuff and mm-hmm. expecting too much. And with Loki, I just went into it blind yeah. and just in, wanted to enjoy the ride. And honestly, that was a great experience for me. Like, I remember when WandaVision came out, I was with the rest of the herd on Twitter, just like conspiracy theories and, yeah. you know, well, what's, what's this mean? This character shows up and, like, this means that this person has to be there. And it just fucking sucked. Because, like, I didn't just enjoy watching it. I was sure. just analyzing it and picking it apart. But yep. uh, with Loki, I just enjoyed the ride. I didn't really care who showed up or who didn't. I had fun. <laughs> I had a ton of fun. That, that was a great series. All right. Nice. What about you? I kind of thought She-Hulk might make an appearance in that. Really? Yeah. That, during Dan Slott's run, she was kind of like a lawyer for some, like, time police sort of organization. I'm not sure if it's the exact same thing, mm-hmm. but I I very much remember her going up into the clouds 
deliberating oh. like time and space cases and then coming back to Earth. She was like Earth's representative. So you saw TVA and how they were kind of bureaucratic. You thought, oh, I bet She Hulk could just pop. She on could in show here. up as like one of the lawyers, right? Here <laughs> to represent Loki. Yeah. But and I, just because I knew She Hulk was coming somehow in a show or movie or something, I think I'm I, assuming they're gonna do like a reveal of that in one of the other shows first to like I assumed, surprise you. A little. I assumed Spider Man. Oh, okay, or you know maybe not Spider Man because it would make sense to premiere her in a movie and then give her a TV show, right? I think anything's on the table because they're multiverse of they're yeah they're all in the same thing yeah yeah I don't know I they have to do it soon. Yeah, because uh, time's running out. Hey, so no, no real news except for that. Um, I'm just excited to get into this con. This is a thick week, a thick week, <laughs> lousy with number ones. Uh-huh. We had the Booster Gold and the Blue Beetle number one that came out. Yep. We had what one named Siphon mm-hmm. or something like that came out. Bermuda came out. That yep. was a really great series from um, John Layman. But we covered the top three in our opinions. Would you not say? I was looking forward to Bermuda. Did you not could, get to read it? Could not find it at my shop. Wow. So it's just on hold. I think if I would have got my hands on it, we might be talking about it. Did you? I read it. Did you? It was pretty fucking cool. I haven't. I, I pre-ordered a copy, so I should have one coming to me. Okay. But my shop can be a little unreliable on saving things for me, so I, I got that one online. <laughs> We've had that discussion before. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into Mother of Madness on Image Comics first. Like we mentioned, Amelia Clark, famous for being, what's the character's name? Uh, Khaleesi. Khaleesi. The Mother of Dragons. On good old Game of Thrones. Uh, she wrote like a sweet letter kind of in the back of this about like- She really did. Why she wrote this and who she wrote it for. And it was also like genuine and being like- why am I writing a comic, you ask? (laughs) (laughs) And she gave some good insight that, like, at conventions, like, obviously she's going to a lot of conventions to do appearances and Mm -hmm. announce things for Game of Thrones throughout the tenure on that show. Yep. She's she's in a a Marvel TV show now, too. Oh, is she? Yep. She's Uh, in the uh, Secret Invasion. Oh, cool. Yeah. There's hints that she's going to be Polaris. Whoa, rad! Yeah, so that could be cool. Okay, very cool. I did not, I did not know that. I did not know that. <laughs> oh God, we're old. Um, but yeah, she was talking about how, like she noticed all men at comic book conventions, but she liked the vibe there. The women that she'd meet would be really endearing. She felt like comfortable at home in these spaces, mm-hmm. but is a hardcore feminist, and, and and also saw some of the like shortcomings of you know. The cons <laughs> I don't know she didn't get like that specific but but kind of alluded to some of that stuff in that um, that you know female representation is important here she's got an all uh, woman led team mm-hmm. writing this book it's a very feminist heavy uh, storyline yeah I love the idea that the character's powers are based on her hormones mm-hmm. and emotions mm-hmm. like when she's afraid she goes invisible when she's yes. happy, she gets like elasticy and can stretch like Mister Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that's like such an in your face way to say, like actually, sure. like our emotions are our superpower. Right. There's like a handful of like really good layered things here that were original, poetic. Mm-hmm. This was also a really fat comic. It was a yeah. It was a big boy. Yeah. 
what did you think of the book uh, in general? I think sometimes these books are tough because there's so much hype when a right. celebrity is writing the book. Well, I'll tell you this. I was nervous because <laughs> we had just gotten off of Keanu Reeves' Berserker. Right. And so I'm thinking, did Amelia Clark write this because she wanted to make a movie or a TV show about this character? And she thought, hey, what a good way to ensure that I depicted this character. I'll write the damn thing. Much like Keanu Reeves with Berserker. Yeah, you think Berserker is insincere because it's Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. is the main character. Yeah, and he helped write it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and when you look at Berserker, it is... Someone drew him fucking into Keanu the Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm thinking... Well, I, early on, I thought this is just an easy cash grab for Amelia Clark. Uh-huh. After reading it, completely wrong. It is very sincere. It is, it is it is heavy-handed in its feminist writings and good. Yeah. Because it was a breath of fresh air for like an audience that doesn't really get that kind of rhetoric in their comic books. So, I mean, in, in, if you're a comic book reader who doesn't really adhere to feminist ideals, you're not picking this book up anyway. <laughs> so, I mean... You can scoff and bitch all you want. You're not reading it. This yeah. is for us fans who like really good written comics. So, and the art was the art was dynamic. I love the artwork. The whole uh, uh, bit about the powers of, about being fueled by her emotions and her hormones, I thought was awesome. And then when she goes like Super Saiyan at her peak, I think that is like correlating with her cycle, her menstru- her menstruation cycle. Oh really? I didn't. I didn't catch because that. Because you see the countdown on her watch uh-huh. leads up to like when her cycle begins. Because in uh-huh. the beginning of the book, when she goes all gold and hyped out, she starts her period. Oh yeah, that's right. She's like free bleeding. Yes. So like we mentioned, there's a lot. I didn't know free bleeding was a thing mm-hmm. or that yeah. had like a term. Yep. But basically, you're just saying this is part of my. It's part of my womanly self, and I'm not going to. Uh... Wear pads, yeah. tampons, etc. I'm not going to hide it from your male gaze because it makes you uncomfortable. Yes. Which, hell yeah. What's your take on the heavy-handedness of some of the chauvinism in this book? I feel like it's rooted in truth. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes in comic books you have to be a little heavy-handed with that stuff to really get the point across. It yeah. wasn't like overt or took away from the story, but I mean, I thought it was true. I've heard those things. At comic book conventions, I've heard those things at parties, like some jackass dudes being a fuckhead mm-hmm. and just saying some pretty chauvinistic shit. And so, I mean, nothing in this book shocked me because I've already heard it all. Yeah, which right. is sad. Mm-hmm. But I mean, <laughs> I, it didn't didn't really affect me or make me like rage out. Like, yeah, not all men. It's just like, well, most. I, I agree, and I think that's sometimes a complaint that you get with books that are trying to make a point is that like all the men are dicks like fuck this book yeah but the tonality of it and what the book's trying to do like met the level of subtlety of that yeah and i like the way that they handled it like they're at a office party or something mm-hmm. and you're just picking up like little blip, bits of conversation blips and clips of conversation uh-huh. so it's just like you know you may not be uh, an immediate victim of it, and this person might not just be like a horseshit person in your face, mm-hmm. but they're gonna um, subtly say things. You're gonna pick those things up. That's gonna affect you know your night. And well, it reminded me of like you know like you're at a restaurant with like your partner or whatever, and you hear another couple arguing to the table next to you. Mm-hmm. Your night 
ends because all you want to do is listen to these two strangers fight it out right. and just oh, just soak it all up. I don't know what it is about us as humans that just love drama <laughs> and when other people fight. I, I also thought the price point on this book, pretty good for how big it was. They could have easily sold this as like a trade mm-hmm. with Amelia Clark's name on it. Right. They could have done $10, $15. Sure. And tons of people would have bought this. Um, It's part one of three, I believe. Yep. So a few more coming out. It'll probably be collected as a trade at some point. I'm sure. Um, If you've got, uh, you know, young feminists in your life, that might be a good gift. Totally. To be Around like, Christmas time. Mother of Dragons wrote this kick-ass <laughs> book. It's it's certainly like... Here, Tommy, Khaleesi wrote this. It's certainly like a mature book. I, I, I wouldn't say it's for like young teens. Well, I mean, there's you no nudity. So? Right. Well, the the themes itself the of themes are and some of the like sexual harassment stuff is pretty heavy and intense. And you know what? I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't give this to like a young teen. I agree. I think the cutoffs may be fourteen years old. Okay. Fourteen and up, you can handle it because unfortunately I think some of the stuff has probably already happened to young women, the just the, the chauvinism. Mm-hmm. So they're not gonna be shocked by most of it. But um I, I think it's a great a, a great potential gift around Christmas time. I loved how the character kind of got her powers. Mm-hmm. She was like, her parents were, uh, like a, her adopted parents were like these brilliant scientists and the what was the mother like? She ran like a TV show or she was like a producer of a TV show or something. Yeah. And so, very highly motivated parents and they pass away. Yep. And then she's like eating these pills she finds in her dad's office while cleaning. To try to kill herself. To try to kill herself. Right. And then suddenly gets these uh, unique powers. Yeah. To, I, I, and, you know, honestly, I don't know where this story is going to go from here. This is what the giant hook for me is. Mm-hmm. So I am I'm definitely in for the next two. Yep. Covers are pretty rad. I'm looking forward to picking up the second one just because the cover is sick. Yeah, her superhero suit is fucking dupe. <laughs> Which we didn't get to see her do much superheroing. It was a lot of, like, exposition and explaining. I loved the method of storytelling. Where you're seeing her just like live her life. Yeah. And at her different ages, she's like speaking right to you. Yes. They made acknowledgement of like, hey, there's a lot of exposition in this book, but you you're also the person who sat through twenty two Marvel movies. So yeah. like give me five minutes of your time to like set this up. Very fourth wall breaking. Yeah. 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 She even I think they even make the comment that she knows she's in a comic book. She's like she's yeah. like, Yeah, for a price of a comic book. I just need you to stick with me for a minute. Right. It's just like, damn, this is kind of cool. <laughs> uh, so, all right. The, so the hype is real. All right. Would recommend then. Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. And it's it's a it's an easy buy-in since there's only three at at this price point. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Next up, let's get into Dark Blood out on Boom Studios, Latoya Morgan, Walt Barna, and AHG. This is a one of six. Mm-hmm. Striking cover. I think it's World War II based. Yep. It's set in the era of World War II, this gentleman that we follow was like a fighter pilot who was shot down, Yep. and then something happened. Yeah, they keep referring to, like, the event, or, like, there's, like... The variants. The variants. I was intrigued by just that. Mm -hmm. We never find out what the variance is, but we know it's something important that happens, and everything is timed, like... Ten years before the variance, six months prior to the variance, one year after the variance. Yep. Um, 
that that alone was enough for me to be like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> what's going to go on the next issue? This was a, a very heavily baited hook that they fed us with. Totally. Because it's set in the time period where this is, a, you know, race relations are terrible yeah, in America. We, we should note black lead in this comic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they uh, follow him. He has, like, these special powers that he can control, like, matter and objects. Yep. And that he's... You know, confronted by a former customer from like the restaurant he leaves, and yeah. he wants the the is a it's a white customer, and he he felt disrespected by the our main lead, and so he wants to like quote unquote teach him a lesson or some manners. And, yeah, pulls a gun on him and does not go well. He stops mm-hmm. the bullet, and then he the 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 man runs away and gets ran over by a car. Yes, which hell yes, but <laughs> the the driver of the car. Points to our black lead and goes, "This is your fault." And the guy's just like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Right. So, uh, another book where we get a lot of early exposition, a lot of intriguing, interesting things happening. Do not know where this book is going. No, they they leave a lot on the table for you to figure out. The uh, a majority of the book is this guy being pursued down an alley, yep, and then flashbacks in between, yep. So. It's a it's a vibe. It's a small scene, and enough to like tease and give you a peek at his powers, and, sure. and leave you asking, how did he acquire these? What is the variance? Um, which which for me was enough. I I think I'm gonna pick up a second issue of this. I think the um, covers are striking. Mm-hmm. The art is striking. Um, I don't mind period pieces. I know that's a hot topic for some of us on the podcast. That budget king. <laughs> if anything's like, uh, you know, prior to the seventies, <laughs> you're just like, uh, tedium of having to understand the politics of the time. There's no remote for the television. Next, <laughs> I'm not interested. Well, I think this book actually has some heat to it too. It's it's sold out in most stores. Oh, really? Okay, so, great. And um, so it. I mean. I, I wanted a little more meat on the hook, like something of maybe who the antagonist is going to be or what his main purpose is. I mean, we're left with this striking image at the end of the book of he has these glowing scars on his back. Yeah. Much like when his eyes glow and he moves stuff. But up until then, it's just like, okay, like we know he went down behind enemy lines kind of thing. Was he like experimented on? Did he go through a portal? I, I don't know. Yeah, so I would have wanted a, a little more, but I'm with you. I think I'm going to get the second issue. And I know that the the variance thing mm-hmm. is ten years after he goes down mm-hmm. in the war. So you know, is I'm a I'm a I assumed that's how he got his powers, but maybe there it's a whole different thing. Who knows? So many questions, no, not enough answers, not enough answers. <laughs> They've got six issues to do it. The ever-delicate balance of the art of writing first issues. Okay, let's get into our headliner. The the big draw. The big two book with a million covers this week. Moon Knight numero uno. Did you pick up any additional covers for this? I only picked up one. Yeah. I picked up the Grist cover. Okay, cool. Which, which was uh, very cool, very striking. Yep. Um, I didn't want to... Double down too hard on Moon Knight because I haven't liked previous series mm-hmm. before. If, if that's a word, series is. I don't think it is. <laughs> previous iterations of Moon Knight haven't been my favorite, so yeah. I was I was just dipping my toe into this one. 
this first issue slapped and fucked, and it went hard. And I <laughs> I think I'm in. I'm, I'm in it to win it. I am on the opposite end of the spectrum. Whoa. I was not a fan of this. While I am a Jed McKay fan, okay, like he he's doing that Black Cat run that I really enjoy. Oh, that's so good, and a couple other books that I like. I think he's a great writer, but for some reason, this one didn't hit me in the feels. Have you liked many other Moon Knight books? I, you know what? I dug the one that Greg Smallwood. Oh yeah, was mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that series was really cool. It was a little more noir feeling. Unless superhero, yeah, yep. right, yep. Whereas this one kind of ups the Iron Fist sort of aspect of Moon Knight, where he's just like, mm-hmm. "You're on my turf. I'm gonna protect it." Yeah, he's with like my a, superhero, he's like powers. a street level gun for hire. Mm-hmm. People come to me when there's a problem, and I solve it. Okay, I will say the convolution of who Moon Knight is mm-hmm. was made. So clear in this book. One thing that they did was constantly reiterate what his deal was. Right. And they really brought it down to earth, like, what he was trying to accomplish. Well, they have to. Whereas before, like you were mentioning, I think, in previous Moon Knight iterations, they're not very accessible Mm -hmm. because it's his, I guess, psychological issues are um, often played up and misinterpreted. (laughs) <laughs> and make for a confusing storyline with a character who's already got a confusing background. Well, not to mention that. Like, yeah, his powers. Mm-hmm. He's like a moon god. He's in a cult. It's just like there's a, some Egyptian history to it. It's like it's very dense. And mm-hmm. to the lay comic fan, that's kind of, you know, not inviting. He like right. Moon Knight is Marvel's Hawkman. Like, Hawkman's backstory is, like, a tangled web of fuckery. and like, I always forget that's related to, like, Egyptian and, lore. Yeah, and, like, uh, reincarnation. Yes, right. And so, uh, Moon Knight, if you have the patience and the time, it's very rich with history and lore, and it's great. If that's not your bag, skip it. <laughs> it's going to be a TV show soon. It's probably why this comic book is coming out. Oh, I didn't realize that, too. Man, everything's a fucking TV show. Do you not know who's playing Moon Knight on Disney Plus? I don't think so, no. It's uh, uh, Isaac Oscar. Uh, Oscar Isaac. I don't know who that is. He's from uh, Star Wars movies. He was the good-looking, handsome guy. He's from uh, Ex Machina. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Is that his name? Oscar Isaac? I have no clue, but- I, Isaac Isaac, we'll call him. One of the. He was one of the, like- Fighter pilots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's gonna be in it. He's cool. handsome. He's a handsome man. All right. You put a handsome man in a Marvel show, you're good to go. We're, we're fine. As long as his name isn't Chris. Too many Chris's. <laughs> so I, th- I, I am very excited for this. Uh, I think Jed McKay is a brilliant writer and probably the, one of the best writers for this new iteration of Moon Knight. I think it's gonna get a lot of new readers in. I think having the new Disney Plus show is gonna probably bring in a lot of uh, secondary heat. Mm-hmm. And new readers for this, so I'm excited. Hopefully, Marvel can, you know, make something of it. I like his therapist in it. It's got kind of like a Sopranos vibe. Yeah, he definitely seems like he's kind of the mob boss enforcer of the area, mm-hmm. and using his therapist to kind of hash out what he's going through mm-hmm. um, is just an easy device. So it's not super corny with all the like self monologuing. Yeah. Um, so I I appreciate that. I just thought that what why it didn't work for me was just that it 
it seemed oversimplified and we constantly reminded people over and over again that he was the fist of Khonshu protector of those who travel at night. Yep. And I was like, I, I get it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, yes, I get it. Thank you. Yeah. Can we move on? Um, maybe it gets bigger, but for right now, he's like beat up vermin because he was attacking some people at night. He beat up some vampires because they were attacking people at night. Right. Um, there was a third guy who got beat up for previously said reasons. <laughs> it was just like the same scenario three times, kind of punching you in the face with, this is who Moon Knight is. <laughs> I like to punch. So it, there's a certain lack of subtlety in, in this book, which is sometimes appreciated, but just didn't work for me in this particular instance. I'll probably give it a go on Unlimited. Yeah. After it's been a few months and this starts to come out again. Sure. Just because I like Jed McKay and I'm I'm sure it maybe yeah. the the story flows out a little better. I think it really for me it, it it had to come out like it was jumping out of a truck and it just had to kick its legs really fast and like just keep running. Like just don't worry about what's happening, just keep running so we can get the story going. Yeah. Because it's coming off of an Avengers run with Moon Knight in it and a lot of other stuff, Savage Avengers, so I'm sure it was just like to get new fans and old fans on the same train. We just got to keep the train going. Yeah. And I, I guess I don't, I didn't have the backup context of that. They do acknowledge Avengers in a recent storyline in this, but I haven't been keeping up with Avengers. So, so, well, that's cool that we had different opinions of this book. So cool. That's why we have this podcast, man. Yeah. What the hell? I know. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. That's the essence of a reading club, which this is. The main thing is, at the end of the day, we're still friends. Yep. <laughs> we're still buds. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> Some episodes, it is questionable. Mm-hmm. Turn the mics off. Don't say another word to each other. <laughs> just pick up my keys and fucking right, go. He walks out in silence. <laughs> <laughs> See you, man. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in. Until next week. Uh, Wear a mask again. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it up. You're doing great. First Issue Club is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company via Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Our music is courtesy of the fine folks at Primary Color Music. You can find, friend, and follow us on social media at First Issue Club or firstissueclub.com. You can support First Issue Club by joining us on our Patreon for additional content at patreon.com slash firstissueclub.